1926, Springfield, Missouri was officially recognized as the birthplace of Route 66. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. Dan, we had a wild week. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> we closed Want to Get a Pizza. We got them shut down. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool, actually. Even I did love Want to Get a Pizza, mm-hmm. but it's it's cool to have that kind of sway to just get them shut down by only giving them four stars. Yeah, and we got called out by them because <laughs> I got some facts wrong. <laughs> I was quoting a news leader article that said that David Tibbles had raised the prices, and he said, no, I lowered them by 20%, but he still reposted the link so that was cool yeah good enough thanks mr tibbles and sorry want to get us closed uh yeah it makes me super sad we're gonna talk about another place that closed but first let's introduce our guest for the day you want to introduce yourself hi i'm verena (laughs) free hi verena we're really stoked (laughs) to have you verena is a local baker an intuitive baker an an intuitor Mm -hmm. yes an intuitor she is uh (laughs) she speaks to spirits (laughs) Uh, um yeah she's an intuitive baker here in town she's also a good friend of my lovely girlfriend Mm -hmm. verena what does it mean to be an intuitive baker somebody who takes the flavor profiles of one thing and then they for me i just kind of feel out what i think would taste good with something else you know, so maybe I like jalapeno. I'm like, ooh, I wonder if jalapeno and bacon and maple would go well together. Oh, Let's put I it together and do. see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I would like to try that right now. <laughs> yeah, that new episode topic. <laughs> yeah. So I just like experiment with flavors and I see what works and what doesn't and then just go from there. Yeah, well, we're really excited to have you to talk specifically about a bakery today, mm. which we'll get into in a little bit. But first, just yesterday... Jim of India announced that they not they're not closing, they're closed. Mm. They're closed. Jim they're of done. India gone. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were on our list. Ugh. Anything else? It's, it's disgusting. We're all obviously in shock. Yes. <laughs> I I just wish I could have some pakoras one more time. Mm-hmm. But uh sadly cannot that was where i ate indian food for the very first time someone had to convince me to try it many years ago and i'm so glad that i did now it's one of my favorites oh and it really bums me out i guess the chef decided he wanted to move back to boston to do whatever he likes to do in boston fine <laughs> he's shipping up to boston <laughs> but they said that they will be reopening under a different name with like modernized versions of that chef's recipes masala so, palace something like mm. that yeah interesting though it seemed like they were not going to be the same recipes they were going to be you know altered somehow but still recipes by the same chef who will apparently be operating the same business in the boston area really it'll also be his restaurant in boston it said his management team Uh uh-huh will be handling the masala palace here in town so interesting i don't know i'm excited but i'm also very sad too lose gym of india yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be there to report when they open in march oh we <laughs> you know we will <laughs> i don't know if arena will but oh i'll definitely be waiting <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned before we we're on the microphone that you're really into spicy food was yes. there something really spicy you would get a gym of india mm, nothing there that i've had that was there's 
highest spice level was really that spicy to me, okay. but I'm West African. And so you come out the womb and everything's already spicy. And now, Dan doesn't know I've had this idea, so we're going to do a little bit of an on-mic production meeting right now. But Uh-oh. we've talked a lot off-mic about Hot Cluckers, the place that's <laughs> oh, going to yeah. be opening, the Nashville Hot Chicken Restaurant. Yeah, what? our first. We're definitely going to need to do a special episode dedicated to that because we haven't had anything like that in Springfield. For sure. At least not locally. I'm very excited because I'm hoping they're good enough that I can go there instead of Popeye's once a week. You're forgetting Coop's <laughs> Fresh Kitchen, actually. Oh, yeah, you're who right. apparently did serve hot chicken. Uh, mm. Joe Still and Laura. And speaking um, of Joe... We know he's a real heat head. Yeah. I figure we should gather the Spring Food Mo Heat Head Council and visit Hot Cluckers together and come back and report. Yeah. So all of our Marina, Spring Food Mo heads. The council? Oh. Yes. You're the first member. You're the first Heat Head Council member. <laughs> wow. I am pretty scared by this notion. I, I'm not one to consume the real extreme stuff, but I think I'm going to have to go with the uh, highest level that... Uh, Hot Cluckers has to offer. It only seems right. <laughs> I'm not the big heat head myself, but I'll do it out of duty. A sense mm-hmm. of duty yeah, to our listeners content. and to Springfield and to science. <laughs> and say, as long as you just clear your bowels beforehand, you're usually good. <laughs> With charcoal? Wait, that's not what that's for. It's <laughs> a <say> pro tip. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> All right. So not gonna, I'm going to do a 48-hour fast before I do Hot Cluckers. <laughs> oh, man. Cleanse. That I'm trying to say, yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, you're gonna want to cleanse, not a fast, because mm-hmm. fast doesn't imply that you're getting it all out of you. You know, that just implies that you're not taking any more in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do both, a fast cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually don't think you can do both. I think one <laughs> negates the other. Uh, we'll see. I'll, that, maybe that'll be the actual science experiment that I do, and maybe hot cl- cluckers will be my last meal. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I think we should get into today's restaurant, which is not so much a restaurant as it is a bakery, a supreme bakery. Let's get into a very long biography segment. Stick with this, guys. It's it's a long one. Mm. Eat, Papa, eat. How can I eat? That silly elf song is driving me crazy. You're going to disappoint the children. They expect a fat Santa. 39 layers of dough and butter in a large ring, stuffed with fruit, nuts, or cream filling. That's the Kringle, a traditional Danish pastry, the history of which goes back over a century. If you want one in Springfield, and you want it the way it was made in the old world, there's only one place to go. Supreme Bakery. A single batch of Kringles takes three full days to prepare, and yields between three and four hundred pastries. Supreme sells about 10,000 Kringles every holiday season, even shipping some out of town and out of state. The Kringle is practically synonymous with Supreme Bakery here. So much so that the actual full name of the business is Supreme Kringle Bakery. However, the spot also serves a wealth of other traditional baked goods prepared from old time recipes. And they have for 30 years now. Yes, the current incarnation of Supreme Bakery began in the late 1980s, but the name dates back much further, to 1948, and the actual phrase Supreme Bakery was common parlance in Springfield even earlier than that. In the 1920s and 30s, there existed a national bakery chain with quite possibly the most confusing and least catchy business name of all time, Federal System of Bakeries, often called Federal or The Federal for short. The Federal is confusing for a number of reasons. First, despite the name, it does not appear to have been affiliated with the government of the United States of America. 
Second, the articles I found indicate that the business was not a chain as we think of one today, but more like a pyramid scheme. Federal marketed itself to anyone interested in starting a bakery, emphasizing that prior experience was not necessary. Interested parties could purchase bakery equipment directly from Federal and begin immediately. Springfield had at least two Federal System of Bakeries locations, one on Commercial Street and one on South Street near the square downtown, in the building that now houses Finnegan's Wake. Federal System of Bakeries was a massive operation, with 600-plus locations nationwide reportedly worth $25 million. Adjusted for inflation, that's about $300 million. And then, at some point in the mid-1930s, the changes disappeared. I can't find anything about it anywhere, or at least anywhere I know to look. There's no Wikipedia entry, no historical reporting, just thousands of newspaper ads all over the country and opening announcements that just stop occurring in the mid-1930s. At this point, you're probably wondering why I've spent such a long time talking about this. Maybe you've guessed that I'm afraid we won't be able to limp this weird episode past 40 minutes if I don't use the bio to fill up some time. Guess what? You're partially right. But also, Federal System of Bakeries used to run ads in the newsletter all the time. One of their gimmicks was an annual event celebrating Federal's self-proclaimed superiority to all the other bakeries. They called it Supreme Bakery Week. If you lived in Springfield in the 1920s and 1930s in a family that read the paper, you really couldn't have missed it. One such Springfieldian was a woman named Millie Holden. It was unusually difficult to find information about her, and here's why. Years ago, I dated a woman who went by a really cool nickname. We had a lot of fun together. Later, she got married to someone else and changed her last name. She also dropped her cool nickname for her birth name, which means that she has an entirely different name from when we were together. And why am I telling you this? Padding, baby! But also because Millie Holden got married in 1925 to a man named R.H. Davis. They had at least three children, and then, several years later, in 1948, Mrs. Davis opened up her own business, and by then she was going by her middle name, Irene. And this matters, because Irene Davis, the former Millie Holden, opened the original Supreme Bakery and Donut Shop here in Springfield. What does all this information have to do with the Kringle? Jack shit! That's what! And that's actually kind of the point I'm going to get to soon. Well, somewhat soon. Irene Davis owned and operated Supreme Bakery and Donut Shop on her own. It seems like her husband helped with the marketing, but still, it was Irene's place. She was a female business owner in Springfield, Missouri in 1948. And that's awesome. Irene ran the original Supreme on College Street, just west of Kansas Expressway for 20 years, and then moved to the Brentwood Shopping Center on Glenstone in 1968 because the old location was no longer big enough to meet customer demand. Irene's sons, Ronald and Gary, had joined her by then, and they continued to operate the business together until 1986. Over the years, Irene was an active member of the American Business Women's Association, hosting meetings and providing vocational training to aspiring younger women. In 1976, she was named the ABWA's Woman of the Year. It seems like Irene Davis was rad. The Davis family's original Supreme Bakery offered pretty standard bakery fare. 
bread, donuts, pastries, cinnamon rolls, that kind of thing. They also specialized in wedding cakes. I couldn't find an article or announcement, but it looks like the Davis family sold the bakery sometime in 1986 to a guy named Robert L. Brewer, who didn't own it for long. The end of the Davis run may have been due to the tragic death of Irene's son Gary in 1985. He was only 45. But also, 48 years is a long, long time to run a bakery, and Irene had to be getting up there. Consider this. If she married as a teenager in 1925, she would have been in her 90s when Supreme closed up shop. Maybe her sons had taken over by then, and Ronald didn't want to do it on his own. I really don't know. At any rate, it wasn't long before that spot in the Brentwood Center returned to glory. Lance and Linda Twesme met while working at a large bakery in Racine, Wisconsin. Lance was the foreman, managing around 40 other bakers. Linda was a cake decorator. Eventually, they married. During a family reunion trip to Springfield, where Linda grew up, the couple decided that the city would be a great place to raise a family, and so they moved. The Twesmes took over Supreme Bakery in 1988, and it seems like they changed everything but the name, basically capitalizing on public knowledge of the location. That was a pretty savvy move. That's right. Everything I forced you to listen to up to this point didn't matter at all. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers. Anyway, the Twesmes introduced the old-style European recipes the place is known for today, offering the trademark Kringle, as well as cookies, cakes, danishes, donuts, cannoli, fritters. I'm so hungry right now. The reputation and following of Supreme Bakery has only grown over time, especially after the business moved to its current, more centralized Medical Mayo location in 1999. And that brings us up to the present. See why I added all that extra stuff? This would have been like 45 seconds long. Near something crazy. After hours of research and writing, and like eight minutes into this biography, I have yet to try a single bite of food from Supreme Bakery. I am so excited. Let's do this. Andy, that was quite the punk rock bio. There was a lot of uh, fast music in there. You're... Did you catch the bit? It's all the same song. It's covers of the same song. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh. What, 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 what song? Was it all like Mr. Heatmiser? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's that's one of my favorites. I know it's my dad's favorite Christmas movie, and that's his favorite song, or rather his favorite, like Rankin Bass stop motion one. And that's his favorite song from that. It's kind of mine too. Oh. But we'll get to that later in the mailbag segment. Hopefully. First, we need to decide whether Supreme Bakery will reign good. Rain good. <laughs> Have you guys, uh, who, do you have a... Who was your English teacher? <laughs> so I can send them this episode and say, nice work. I had no, a it's bunch. good work. Good work. <laughs> I'm happy you're here. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hopped from school to school. Um, there was a lot of uh, incidents, which I don't want to get into, but... Let's just say if you read about 31 or so fires popping up in the Springfield area (laughs) during the early 2000s, you know what old Danny boy was up to. (laughs) Anyway, your guys' experience with Supreme Bakery, have you been? Have you been? I went and picked it up for us this morning. It was the first time I'd ever been inside. And it's the first time that I've ever knowingly eaten Supreme Bakery. I've had Kringles before. They've shown up at work at various jobs. 
and you eat it. But I know that like Price Cutter has one as well. So I don't know if I've actually had a Supreme Bakery Kringle before today. How about you guys? Yep. No, this is my uh, first time having Supreme Bakery. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. Danny boy. Ooh, I, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've either had Supreme Bakery zero times before today or 500 times yeah. before today. <laughs> I'm really so unsure. We had some kind of donut morning pastries today that I very well could have had at different engagements in the past. Also, every sheet cake I have ever mm. had at a local event I have speculated that it's from Supreme Bakery. Why? I don't know. I always had like this notion that they were like the go-to bakery in town for your cake and they were like the best. So every time that we had one that wasn't just like clearly marked price cutter, Albertsons, Smitty's, if we're going way back. Yeah. I just assumed it was a Supreme Bakery cake. I don't know why. You mean like I assumed every cake that we've referred to on this podcast was an Amy cake just because I <laughs> yeah, liked it? Yeah. Like very the, similar the to that. The exact same scenario. I've since been corrected. We have several good bakeries like B&B, mm-hmm. Star Cakes, a uh, few others. And I now, think I've been affirmed that Supreme Bakery is in fact a very good bakery yeah. in town. <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> they do have wedding cakes and cupcakes and that kind of thing. But we've mostly stuck with the more traditional breakfast slash Christmas options today. Uh, I picked us up five different items and we're we're just going to go through them one by one, but I'll list them off here. We got an apple fritter, traditional apple fritter, a caramel roll, which was basically a donut with caramel icing, a butterfly, which is very interesting. That's a new one. We'll describe it when we get to it. New to us, not new to Supreme Bakery. A blueberry lemon tea cake. Aside from the Kringle, we put out the call on Reddit and a lot of people told us you got to try those tea cakes. So we got a tea cake. And then, of course, we got a Kringle, which we'll talk about. So let's start with that apple fritter. And do you guys like apple fritters in general to begin with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's never my go-to, but yeah, I do enjoy one. I have a pretty similar feeling. If you get a really, really good one, it's pretty special. But I'm usually not going to take the risk and order one if I'm getting, you know, I'm kind of a one donut person. So I'm usually not going to order it, but we got one for science here today. This would be the place to go if you're a one donut person because they give you pretty large, mm-hmm. like especially that caramel roll. That mm-hmm. was a Simpsons like <laughs> size Very ring donut, but it didn't have the center punched out either. So yeah, you're just getting more donut there. Mm-hmm. It was like a buck fifty two, not bad. Really? really? Yeah, donut Man. donuts were cheap. That was the most kind of standard thing that we had. Um, just kind of a basic yeast rising donut with uh, caramel topping. That mm-hmm. yeast donut was better than any of the yeast donuts that we had at our donut death match, yeah. in, in my opinion. When we pitted Hertz versus St. George's, we described both of them very often as crispy. This was mm. These donuts here at Supreme were not crispy, no. and I mm-hmm. liked that. They were very soft. The fritter had some crisp it to did. it, as yeah. is its design. Sure. But the yeah, the yeast donut was very soft, the caramel roll. Did you like it? I did like it. I felt like it was everything I wanted from a caramel roll. Oh, man. Much like the apple fritter, that wouldn't be my go-to donut, something with caramel on it. But, man, I was so surprised by that. That was great. Uh-huh. We actually didn't give our impressions of the apple fritter. Mm, that's but true. I'll give mine. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was going to be crazy sweet because it has that thick layer of glaze in the sure. top, like just about every apple yeah. fritter does and should. It had a crusty feel on the outside, and it was less sweet than I expected. It's still really sweet, but less sweet than I expected, and I really like that about it. Real great apple flavor, too. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like I didn't get enough of an apple flavor oh. for me, but it could have been my piece. I mm-hmm. don't know. 
but I wish I would have had more of that. But everything else I loved. Uh -huh. A lot of places will have little bits of apple that you can see on top. And you definitely couldn't oh. see any on this one. I wonder if it was just like apple juice in the... There were some bits in oh, there. there and I got some bites, but it's just, I don't know. It just didn't taste apple-y uh, okay. enough for me. Somebody on Reddit instructed us, or not instructed, but suggested that, yeah, somebody, <laughs> our teacher on Reddit instructed <laughs> us to go on Friday because apparently they have Fritter Friday where they have Ooh. various fritters that you can get. Wow. And my job kind of prevents me from having a big breakfast on a Friday unless I'm off work, but maybe we can try that sometime. I would try it. I don't know what other fritters there are beyond an apple or just like maybe a cinnamon fritter. I don't even know if that's mm. a thing. I think the <laughs> only one I'm familiar with is the apple fritter. I would imagine other fruits, mm -hmm. peach, peach fritter. Really? Pork fritter? <laughs> so pork Just fritter sounds pork on top. <laughs> a peach fritter sounds no good. Please don't bring that near me. I bet blueberry would be good. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Dan's big blueberry. That's boy. the first sensible option we've mm -hmm. heard. <laughs> <laughs> Next, let's get into the butterfly, which I hadn't heard of before. And I would not have picked this except somebody else asked if they had cinnamon rolls and they did not have cinnamon rolls. But she said, we have the butterfly, which is almost a fritter made out of fried cinnamon roll dough. A fritter is pretty craggly, like a rock. Uh -huh. uh, this one almost had like a nice design on top mm -hmm. of it. It didn't seem to have any kind of uniformity. So I don't know if it was supposed to be anything, but they call it the butterfly. It looked fritter. like a brain. It looked lovely, really. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a little brain. <laughs> a little cinnamon sugar brain. <laughs> How'd you feel about the... <laughs> How'd you feel about the brain? Right now? <laughs> I... Uh, okay, my favorite part of a cinnamon roll would be the center, and this butterfly doesn't really have that because of the way that it's constructed, sure. so the only thing I didn't like about it was that it wasn't soft enough mm -hmm. for me in certain parts, but otherwise it still tasted basically like a cinnamon roll, and I liked the crust on the outside, the texture of everything, minus just not being soft enough. Yeah, it was fried up and glazed like a donut, Yeah, which I liked. I, I would have liked more cinnamon flavor this was my sure. least favorite thing that we got of all the the things we ordered still liked it though honestly i would still put it up against any of the donuts that we had a few weeks ago 100%. really i this was almost like a crawler yeah it, it reminded yeah. me more mm -hmm. in consistency of a crawler because it's a little bit a little bit lighter than a donut mm -hmm. yeah it, if you hadn't have said it was a butterfly i probably mm -hmm. would have just guessed it was their take on a crawler mm-hmm so next, the blueberry lemon tea cake. They had several different tea cake options. Seriously, like nine or 12 or something. Really? But I knew you like blueberry. And I, so I picked one with blueberry. When did we discuss this? Because I don't, the donut I don't know that I... You like oh, blueberry donuts. I do like blo blueberry donuts. Funny enough, one of the only things that I really like blueberry in. I, I don't mind a blueberry bagel, but it's certainly not the first sure. bagel I'm going for. Mm. I had to choose something. And that seemed like as good a basis as any. Well... I am a big fan of lemon cake, so not knowing that, you chose well. It was my notes on this start with one word, four capital letters, W H O A. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so this, good. This tea cake was fantastic. It was glazed and crispy on the outside, almost like a donut or the fritter, but on the inside, it was so soft, rich, sweet, cakey. It's the kind of cake that's so moist, it's almost liquid. 
I mean mm-hmm. that in a good way. It was and mushy doesn't really describe Spongy. it either because it it you know it didn't mush up together. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really uh, excellent. How'd you yeah. feel about it? Oh, it was definitely my favorite thing of yeah. all the things, and I liked that with it being lemon, the lemon wasn't so overpowering that mm-hmm. I couldn't taste the blueberry. Oh. So I really appreciated B- that. Nice big blueberries in there too, yeah. and just like a beautiful cake as well. I I don't know how they get like that hard texture on the outside i mean besides just a straight sugar glaze Mm -hmm. and then make it so fluffy and i i wrote spongy spongy it baffles me how they can do that i'm such a dummy do you have any idea how they might do that verena um i don't know i would say maybe like sour cream or some kind of greek yogurt or something i mean i don't know that's what i would do to moisten Hmm. moist and i don't like that word <laughs> <laughs> not good <laughs> how do you yeah. get the how would you get that well i generally wonder about this with any sort of dessert that's crispy on the outside and soft on the inside how does that work do you have to put some sort of oil on the outside like you do with a vegetable to make it that way i have no idea so should we get to the main event mm. yeah this is something that you had Text me about a while ago uh-huh. that you wanted to do the Kringle for. Yeah, I think we talked about this like in October when we yeah. were first getting ready for the show. Like, well, I think we should do this around Christmas time. And you were just like, Kringle, got to be the Kringle. Mm-hmm. Andy, I have never heard of a Kringle before. Really? Never even once before you mentioned it. How did I know about this? And not you guys. I have no clue. I assume that you had had it. And it was deal. not until today that I found <laughs> no. that you had not, in fact. Or, well, well, you had a Kringle, a Kringle, but not. I heard for years that Supreme Bakery was the place to get the Kringle, but I'd never had it knowingly, as we discussed. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so we all had our our first official Supreme Bakery Kringle experience today. Again, they had several different options. I believe they had 9 to 12. I took a picture, but now I can't remember, and I'm not going to take that picture out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the Kringle had that many options Many different well. options. Wow. A lot of them have fruit filling. We did not get a fruit-filled one because I pre-ordered this, and I asked the woman on the phone which variation was the most traditional. You know, this recipe goes back over 100 years. It's like an Eastern Mm -hmm. European recipe. And she said, you should probably get something with a nut and cream cheese. And so she suggested the pecan cream cheese Kringle, which is what we tried today. First impressions. (laughs) (laughs) We literally don't have words. We just all kind of stared at each other. My first thing I wrote down, and the only thing I wrote down, was that it was intensely buttery, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you cover right at the beginning of the bio, how much butter mm-hmm. goes into that, and it definitely shows. Mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily say the flavor is complex, because it's kind of a mix of simple flavors, but it's more complex than most baked goods that you get. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can kind of tell that it takes that long to make. I think I said three days in the bio. I found a couple different Sources actually, one said two, one said three. So mm. maybe they are, you know, mythologizing a little bit. Who knows? I don't know. But at any rate, two days or three days, it takes more than two hours, you know. I'm going to make a four day Kringle. <laughs> Show them all. <laughs> the first thing I noticed was the high quality of the cream cheese because I feel like a lot of places might use kind of low grade cream cheese. And it blended with that soft, rich pastry in this really pleasing way. Every now and again, you get a bite of that pecan in there that had just a little bit of crunch. Oh man, it was a great mix of a uh, great mix of textures. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close to a Danish. It was yeah. very yeah yeah like that would be the closest thing I could compare it to. It wasn't particularly Christmassy, mm-hmm. and I think that's because we didn't get like the cherry or strawberry one sure. that would have felt more Christmassy or at least look more Christmassy with the red and white coloring. Mm. Have you ever made anything similar 
to this before like mm, i don't i not really because i'm lactose intolerant so oh, i don't yes. do a lot of dairying i mean i'll bake with it from time to time but butter cream cheese those are two things right there (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a big cream cheese fan but man it it was still pretty good it kind of real dense uh croissant crust on Mm. both sides kind of that kind of texture i should have consulted you before i made the order i'm sorry about that because i've been knowing your feelings about cream cheese i might have gone with the fruit one however i don't know to quote my friend dan Cheese me, please. I like that cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am known to say that. Um, I, I, yeah, I did it to myself so, there. I love the Kringle. I think I'd rate it just below the tea cake. Tea cake was my favorite. I would love to show up at a party, a Christmas party with a tea cake over mm-hmm. the Kringle, I think. I mean, you'd be the hit of the party. Oh, yeah. Especially if you told me you made it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, re- you could really change... Uh, people's opinion of you by bringing a tea cake over somewhere just commit as many crimes as you want but <laughs> carry a tea cake and you are trouble free i'm gonna do that this afternoon minus the crime <laughs> my family's putting up the christmas tree this afternoon i'm gonna take the leftover kringle and tea cake there oh yeah i'm nice <laughs> verena and dan <laughs> i'm just looking at dan <laughs> Dan is waving his arms back and forth, getting ready to do his rating. I'm preparing myself. <laughs> oh, this is an audio medium. <laughs> this is just for you guys. <laughs> how you. many? How many mythical medical mile street side storefront pastry proprietors <laughs> would you rate? We're bringing this back. Supreme. Well, it's right next to want to get a pizza. Not anymore. Okay, let's try it again. How many mythical medical mile street side storefront pastry proprietors <laughs> would you rate at Supreme Bakery? Verena, you're our guest. Let's start with oh, you. Oh, God. You're the um, first one to have to repeat that back. I <laughs> so, mythical medical mile street side storefront pasty proprietor? Pastry? Pastry proprietor. <laughs> so, how many? Yeah, out of five. Okay. Um, you're just doing a five out of five. Like, you're just doing a rating out of five. That's all this is. Okay. Is there a pasty oh, okay. proprietor just, on the medical mile as well? Just south of the medical mile, London Calling is in the price cutter just south oh, of the highway. Not the pasties I was talking about, but. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking of pasties? <laughs> no, I think pasties. you're thinking of pasties. Oh, who's <laughs> dumb? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please continue, Verena. Oh, uh, so, rating Supreme Bakery itself, not like a specific overall. I mean, overall. I, I guess since this is your one experience yeah. there, you're just rating today. Yeah. But um, yeah. I'd give it a 4.5. Oof. Yeah. Bold. Is that. I don't know, picky to be no. like 0.5 or no. You vote vote with your heart. Mm-hmm. You, it felt you right. parse it out however you want. <laughs> Andy loves to give 0.5s and uh, Hey, guess what? I'm also giving it a 4.5. Hey. I don't know exactly what it would take to make it a 5, but it doesn't quite feel like a 5 in my mind cuz it does seem like more of a seasonal trip for me. It's not some place mm-hmm. I'm going to go you know, once or twice a month, like I might do with the St. George's, even though honestly, I kind of like it better than St. George's. I like it better than St. George's as well. I thought all of the morning pastries that we got beat every single, all what? 12 donuts that we had. Right. A couple weeks ago. 14. All 14 donuts easily Mm -hmm. beat out by these three. Yeah. Easily. And these were not even like the typical donuts that I would get. 
I I gotta give him five. I I loved everything on my plate. You know I what? had like a slight complaint with the uh Kringle, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but there's so many different flavors. If that tea cake's that good, then there's 13 other tea cakes that are possibly that good or better. I'm I'm giving them five. You know what? Forget mm. it. Five for me too. I'm I'm changing it. Forget that point five. Oh, Dan, no, no, there's no pressure. No, there's no pressure. No pressure. I just can't imagine like enjoying food from a bakery more. So why not? I don't know what I was hedging for. No. Five out of five for me. Yeah. No, I, I I think I had it as a five pretty much right after I finished my plan. Yeah. Mm. I've 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 put it up there. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel good. This is this is like the second or third time I've given a five, right? I don't know. You're um, a little bit more generous I than think, me. Yeah, I am. I definitely <laughs> am. Um, which I'm just like, maybe I should rank them a little lower. But may, I don't know. Maybe my palate's not as refined. You know, I just, that's, that's what I hear is like to have a better life. People always say you should be more negative. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that was Supreme Bakery. We are sorry that they're going to be closing soon because of the Spring Food Mo curse. And um, also goodbye to Coyote Adobe's Cafe. <laughs> and you know, our five stars haven't closed yet. Our Fakim uh, and um, Scully's. Scully's. So. Maybe Supreme Bakery has a shot, although Karina's <laughs> really <laughs> man. Okay, well, okay. Verena, I think Verena has brought some <gasps> yes. home baked goods for us oh, to try. Yeah. I did. And we have a little. We have a little theme song for this segment. <laughs> oh. I've been baking it, doing that Christmas baking it. I've been baking it, rolling, making that dough, man. Oh boy. <laughs> Remix. That's I did that, that that I did that right before you showed up, Dan. It took about fifteen minutes. I was actually at the door about to ring the bell and I heard Andy through and I could hear him shouting. So before I rang the doorbell, I I, I just I let him finish up. All right. So Verena has very kindly brought us some tasty baked goods that she made. I did. Can you tell us a little bit about it? We'll do it in whatever order you want us to here. Okay. Um. Let's see. So. I've the, already got some on my I fork. I see that. So I guess so we'll maybe start, start with, with that, that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> so the one that Dan is already trying to eat, um, it is a gluten-free and vegan sweet potato cinnamon roll cake oh, with a yeah. chipotle maple spiced rum glaze on top of it. That is ooey gooey. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I really like that texture a lot. Oh, really it's like good. peanut butter almost. Like mm. it's so soft, so good. It's tasty. I taste those flavors in there. I love sweet potato. Oh, you good. didn't know that, but uh, you made something that appeals to me already. Oh yay! I have like a bone to pick with pumpkin because I've used to. I used to be a barista, and so fall is just like pumpkin everything. And so I told myself if I ever open up a cafe, I will never make pumpkin spice anything. It'll oh. only be sweet potato, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm more into sweet potato pie than pumpkin pie that I am now. Really? Mm. Yeah. That was really good. I don't know that I've ever had a sweet potato uh, like confectionery mm-hmm. thing. Oh, really? Um, it's, 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 got a, it's got a little bit of spiciness to it. I like yeah. that Yeah. Lot. It was my experiment because I usually make it just the sweet potato cinnamon roll, but no spice. And I usually don't make it vegan. But I was like, you know what? I'll experiment, see what happens. And this is what I came up with. I don't think I would ever guess that it was vegan. Really? Yeah. Good. It's so moist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and gluten-free baking too. Like I've noticed that anything that's gluten-free tends to be on the drier side. So I really tried to yeah. 
make it moister. And I think I got it, but yeah. Awesome. No, that's very moist. Yeah, that's like great. it's way more moist than like most of just the regular non-gluten-free cakes I've ever had. Yeah. Oh, Did, good. Do you have a picture of this one on your baking Instagram? I don't. I really should take one, but it wasn't aesthetically pretty enough right. for me. So, and since it was just my experiment, I was like, ah, I won't put it up there. But once I can get it that way, I will. Now, speaking of aesthetically pretty, the other item that you brought for us today is a very aesthetically pleasing cupcake thank you and it is a vegan ginger carrot cake with a turmeric maple frosting and some pecans on top and almonds it looks awesome like it looks so good that i don't want to cut into it oh thank you (laughs) it's a pretty tiny cupcake so i'm not going to cut into it (laughs) i'm take this one straight to the the dome mouth it tastes like <laughs> well then. <laughs> I think Andy said that because of how wide my eyes got maybe after I took a bite. That is so delicious. It's so good. That's crazy. You. Thank you. The icing is really great. There's a lot of it, but it doesn't overpower everything else. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's turmeric in there? Yeah, that's how it gets the coloring. Right. Yeah, it's like got kind of a almost like a, a spicy brown mustard coloring. <laughs> I know that that's not very yeah. appealing. <laughs> but it's I think it's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, that is good. Like I would not have, I would not think turmeric would go in any kind of dessert right. thing. It kind of, I am kind of getting a note of it on like the tip of my tongue, mm-hmm. like after I've eaten it, yeah. but it's nice. It's almost like a little uh, tingle at oh. the end. It's so good. Yeah. That's great. Maybe that's the ginger too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so takeaways. Verena's baked goods are delicious and Dan's dumb. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing these. It was Thank a real privilege to get yeah, to what, try them. And what's your baking Instagram called so our oh. listeners can go check that out? I mean, I guess we have a plug segment coming up at the end. But yeah, as get, we always do, our plug segment. Yeah, good, good, get there now. Yeah. We're comedy bang bang, right? <laughs> uh, you can find pictures of some of the baked goods that I've done at Intuitive Sweets um, on Instagram. Spell just like it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out. Everybody. Yeah. These are delicious. Intuitive sweets on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, we're going to take some questions from listeners because that's where they came from. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> okay. It's the same song. <laughs> and then Dan just a couple of food nails walk into the box going to check the food nails open up there. I took a bite as soon as the theme song started. <laughs> I don't know why. I was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So we do have some questions. The first one comes from a listener named Alex, who asks. (laughs) So gross. (laughs) I know you can eat the food in my mouth. (laughs) Best Christmas dessert and worst Christmas dessert. Oh, man. My mom makes a lot of desserts around Christmas time. And I think for nostalgic purposes, I would have to go with, uh, she makes a truffle. I actually used to make it with her a lot. And we even went on KY3's morning news show really? to uh, make these truffles at one point. It was actually just me, but yeah. she was there with me. A clip, is there a clip from this out there? Um, I have the uh, VHS tape at home, actually. I was in the <laughs> seventh grade. I will have to somehow digitize that and get that out there. But yeah, we made these. Uh, it, it, I think it was just some recipe she found in some magazine. Uh-huh. But we uh, 
started to put cherries in them. All that it is is melted down caramel rolled into balls and then covered with like semi-sweet chocolate. Um, so not like a traditional truffle, really, like more of a hard shell yeah. caramel treat. Mm. But we would put cherries and walnuts in the middle of there. Uh, she still makes them pretty much every year. But yeah, that's definitely got the most meaning to me. I, I really love them as well. But yeah, got to, we went on there story. with uh, Mike yeah. Jalili for his. He had no like a kidding. morning cooking segment. And it, it uh, every once in a while he would do it with kids. Touch is also closing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we closed them as well just by uh, (laughs) telling the story. Yeah. I did not know this. What's going on? They're they're reopening as another Jalili restaurant. They do that. They rotate stuff in and out. I think same owners. So Touch is like Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. What This new one's going to be like a straight steakhouse? Something like that's what it sounded like. One of these days, we're going to do a month where we go through all... Of the Jalili restaurants, and it's to be called the Thrilly and Jalili. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so excited to spend all that money. It's another <laughs> another joke for no one. Maybe it'll be a a happy hour tour or something. <laughs> I think it will have to be. Verena, do you have what's your favorite Christmas dessert? Um, I really like this. It's like a sugar cookie, and then you get those peppermint kiss candies that you can only get around Christmas time, uh-huh. and then you just stick it in the middle, and so it's like a sugar cookie peppermint kiss cookie i don't know my answer is the peanut butter version of that my mom makes these peanut butter cookies but she'll just put the regular hershey's kiss in the middle mm, so that's yeah. my favorite i can't stand those cookies really what? yeah those are like my least favorite cookie okay. out of the holiday okay. spread for some reason i, I would rather have it without the candy kiss i think so me too candy kiss hershey's kiss Ooh, little yeah. candy kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> One bit. <laughs> That's my favorite. Do we have do we have least favorites? I mean, I just don't eat stuff I don't like, so it's I feel weird going hard on some Same. dessert. Yeah. I don't like divinity. I don't oh, know if I either of you guys have ever had that. Uh, what is that? It's like made with vinegar and like powdered sugar, maybe. It's weird. They're like these very light, airy, white balls, but they have almost like a oh vinegar aftertaste to them they're disgusting um also fruitcake is gross <laughs> yes um, that's true <laughs> I, I don't know if i've actually had fruitcake everybody jokes about fruitcake being this terrible dessert and i don't think i've ever had it so my mother for the last four to five years has asked me she goes no i have two older brothers and she goes no you're the one who likes the fruitcake i'm making fruitcake again this year you're the one who likes it and she cycles through all three of us we all hate fruit <laughs> none of us have ever said otherwise <laughs> even once but she is convinced that <laughs> one of us is a big fan of her fruitcake so she makes it every year this is some kind of psychological test she's doing <laughs> she knows what she's so. doing it's like how much do you love me do you love me enough to pretend <laughs> to like fruitcake <laughs> reggie howell is very devious she's so nice <laughs> our moms we have like the best moms yeah we have both very so nice moms is your mom nice farina <laughs> yeah she's no she sucks (laughs) (laughs) she cracks me up though because i think her favorite dessert is pecan pie but she's like super health nut like doesn't like sweet things normally that's like the least healthy thing you can get i know and she's like i just like it for the nuts (laughs) and i'm like okay sure mom (laughs) 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 whatever that's my dad's favorite is pecan pie and he is like (laughs) just a diabetic (laughs) he cannot Mm. eat pecan pie but man does he want to eat it (laughs) did i tell you what i make for thanksgiving i probably did off mic i make no i think you mentioned it last week maple bacon pecan pie Mm. it's pretty tasty mm. and it looks burnt but it's not 
It's caramelized. It's not, mm. listeners. We know what you were okay. thinking. <laughs> I have a dessert that I don't like for Christmas. Candy canes. They suck. That's funny. Yeah, you're bad, candy canes. They're no good at all. Santa doesn't like you. <laughs> There's a Travis Scott song where he says, sweet like candy canes. Is it about a woman he doesn't like? <laughs> That's I can only assume so. <laughs> did I tell you when I saw... I mean, probably did. I tell you when I saw Travis Scott? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're a big fan. <laughs> He's fine. The show, he rode like a an animatronic bird. He was on top of this animatronic bird for the entire show. It was like 45 <laughs> minutes, and it just went up and down around the stage. I'm motioning to them what it did. Yeah. And it was the most boring show I've ever seen. <laughs> Those kids go crazy for it, though. Yeah, people like love just them. insane. Anyway, Travis Scott, Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we will get back to music. Two more questions. This comes from Richard, a person I made up because I want to ask this question. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite Christmas song and your least favorite Christmas song? I I honestly don't know that I have a favorite. I'm not a huge fan of Christmas songs. I do like uh, maybe Little Drummer Boy or like uh, the one where they say In Excelsis Deo. (laughs) (laughs) I like some of the big like choral ones, uh, Mm. but yeah. I'm just picturing a hymnal page at the top. It says the one where they say in Excelsius Deo. <laughs> <laughs> Raina, do you have any particular favorites? Um, I actually like really can't stand Christmas no? music in general, Fair. but it's because growing up, we went to church and I was in tr- a church choir and right after the 4th of July, cause we would do a 4th of July show. We would start preparing for Christmas. Oof. And so from like, july till christmas it was just christmas music all the time and so i'm just every time it gets to be christmas i'm just like uh anything else literally man i don't like christmas music as much as i like winter music Mm. i used to do a winter mix every year that actually wouldn't come out to like march because i would just agonize over it for so long is that just kind of like more brooding like acoustic guitar music um not necessarily because there's some usually stuff as well yeah it's usually stuff that explicitly explicitly mentioned it being winter Mm. some of it was more like sonically evocative of sonically evocative of the winter (laughs) weather (laughs) welcome to andy's new podcast podcast sonically (laughs) evocative (laughs) (laughs) um so I love the song Sister Winter by Sufjan Stevens, which is one on one of his Christmas box sets. It's like a seven minute, really long. Sister Winter, you're the only one. Oh, so you've heard the one. (laughs) (laughs) And also, (laughs) a really good one is um, Blizzard of 77 by Not a Sir. In the blizzard of 77, the cars were just lumps on the snow. And then later, tripping in seven. My all time favorite winter song is by this band called Voxtrot, and it's the only song of theirs I even like, really. It's called The Warmest Part of the Winter. Come inside, you are hungry for sleep. You are the warmest part of the winter. When I was young, I made a plan that I would never 
Beatles songs? Mm-hmm. Like Sounds those. Cool. As far as traditional songs, I don't care. I play some carols for my class during our Christmas party on the last day of school before we go to Christmas break. And I play ones that are really easy because I don't want to have to relearn them every year. But the one that's really, really fun is I learned how to play uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. That's a good good one. one. I changed it to You're a Mean One, Mr. Carr. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to tell you, that song is really complex. I didn't know that until I learned how to play it. Like the melodies are really interesting. It's got a weird cadence, too, to the singing. I mean, I, I change it to make it easier because I can barely play guitar. But <laughs> um, so that that's probably my favorite actual Christmas season Christmas song. But. Mm. So, I don't know if there's any that stand out particularly that I hate beyond just like not liking Christmas music in general. But I, whenever I worked at Kmart for a few years um, during the Christmas season, it oh, was goodness. like a kind of a three hour loop of Christmas music. So you would hear the same songs three times a shift that Paul McCartney one is horrible. <laughs> I really hate that one. The John Lennon one's all right, but Paul lost that one. <laughs> that, that is no good. You know, who has got a good one. Who? My man, Bruce. <laughs> oh, he's got a good Christmas. Bruce does have a good one. They could play that year round. Honestly, yeah. he's got a few, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I think the Santa Claus is coming to town is one that gets played mm-hmm. the most often. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite. He motioned to a, uh, cardboard Poster. cut out of <laughs> Bruce. we're talking about bruce willis by the way yeah bruce willis <laughs> he's a big bruno fan yeah return of bruno <laughs> okay one last question oh this one's actually addressed to verena oh yeah this one comes from daniel and andrew Oh. It says, long-time listeners, uh, second-time writers in. Non-fans. <laughs> um, don't, don't like the show. Yeah, not really. <laughs> step it up. Verena, do you have any places here in Springfield, Missouri that you like? We really like food in Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um... Just bad, bad mail guys. <laughs> Weird grammar. <laughs> um, I have a few places around here that I really love. Lay them um, on us. I love Scully's. They're amazing, and I just love. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a moratorium. I'm mentioning Scully's on this oh, podcast. <laughs> Every episode, it feels like no. I'm I'm glad you said it. They're awesome. I go there once a week and get food. I do not pay for it. They just hand what? me. A Whoa. thick brown envelope full of cash. <laughs> full of fries. <laughs> oh, God. They could just do that, too. Man, that would be uh, just about equal for me. But yeah, we're we a lot of free advertising for Scully's. We definitely just interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh, so you okay. really love Scully's? Yeah, I love Scully's. I love Cafe Cusco. Oh, yes. Take them. Um, and Bamboo. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, I like them too. We haven't done Vietnamese yet. Yeah. Or, yes, we have. Yeah, <laughs> it's on our radar though. There was a big debate on the Reddit during in the Fakim uh, post Bamboo versus Fakim. Oh man, Bamboo has its serious has some serious followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, is anything in particular you like to get at those places? Um, let's see, Scully's. I usually get the noodles with the pulled pork, mm. and then I get the kimchi mayo instead of the <sighs> yum yum sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And then um, from Cafe Cusco, I like their ceviche tacos. Those are mm. good. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I usually yeah. try to get something new each time. And everything I've gotten from there, I've loved so far. Cusco is such a cool place to do that because it's like every item on their menu. It's not like a Mexican place where every item on the menu has the exact same ingredients sure. in a different way. Cusco is just everything's totally different. 
Can yeah, you, it's a it's yeah. an expansive menu. Mm-hmm. And then um, let's see, bamboo. I like to get obviously the fun uh, P six. I think is what it is. Okay. And then um, they also have like this rice platter, and I don't remember what it's called, but the meat is like salty, sweet, and it has like a nice glaze to it. And then with rice, and I wish I knew what it was called, but. Their rice plotters are actually surprisingly good. Yeah, Dan, buddy, you're deep breathing right into that mic. <laughs> <laughs> She's just talking about this food. <laughs> Could you hear that too? Yeah. Wait, really? I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I had no clue. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for coming, Verena. It's thank been a real you. joy to have you on here. Certainly less chaotic than last week. It's yeah, fun to have well. a nice person. Awesome. <laughs> really good cupcakes, too. Thank you. Thank you for having so, me. It's been a couple weeks since we've done this, but we would really like it if you listeners know other people in your lives that you think might like this show. There's a lot of people in Springfield who like eating good food, and uh, we think they'd probably like this show. So please, if you don't mind, tell them. Tell them to listen. Yeah. um, If they don't know what a podcast is, maybe explain it first, and then this can be their first. Or just take their phone and set it up for them. It's so, it's, you know, it may not seem easy for someone to do that doesn't know about it, but if you just set it up for them, have it auto download our episodes, and definitely don't have them download pretending to be people. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just as a little asterisks at the end um i am completely out of fun facts to read (laughs) at the beginning of the show so if any of our listeners um lovely as they are would like to send in their own springfield fun facts um they can be real or completely fabricated i will not check them at all and i will give you credit just tell me how you'd like to be addressed yeah and um i'll shout you out on there you can send it to fact you want to do facts you can send it fact You can send it to fact at springfoodpod.xyz or springfoodpod.com. We own them both, so. Oh, send it to either, baby. Fact at (laughs) springfoodpod.whatever. Well, thanks again, Verena. Next week, we're going to have another Christmas-themed episode, but I think we're going to change the way we do this. I think we might not be announcing our restaurants. Ooh, yeah. So you guys can guess. Yeah, we're going to post some pics so you can... (laughs) Yes, that's what Dan already said. (laughs) Verena, would you like to tell the listeners that they can guess? Yeah, you should uh, guesstimate. (laughs) What's happening? I don't know. Just figured we'd all let them know that they can guess. (laughs) Yeah, okay. All three of us. I guess it's time to end the show. (laughs) Hurt near that time. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what to do right now. Show over. (laughs) We'll see everybody next week. Have fun eating. Come inside. You are hungry for sleep. You are the warmest part of the winter. When I was young, I
had a name. 